Portland Pilots are the 2016 West Coast Conference champions. We are joined now by the University of Portland women's soccer coach, Michelle French. Michelle, thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. Of course. It already feels awkward that you're calling me Michelle, so let's, let's not even well, have that be a part of the conversation anymore. Can I call you Frenchie? Is that okay? Please, of course. Are you kidding me? You always call me that when I see you in the hallway. The heck? I'm trying to keep it formal, you know, professional. Right. Wait, when I used to see you in the hallway. I don't see you in the right, hallway. Right. Several, several months ago. Yes. First question, though, Frenchie. How's it going? What have you been up to? What have you been up to? God, I mean, are we talking personal or uh, just professional? Overall, what is going on in your life? Overall, well, I'll start with just, you know, I, I think I speak on behalf of my staff for this. We have all, we probably spent the first two months really doing a lot of work on our yards. Like, you know, mowing it, planting new plants. I know a couple, a couple of my tan Logan, you know, started their gardens. Um, you know, I kind of, decided it was going to be manual labor or bust. So I, you know, put a, built a like six thing patio, like with six stones and did a, totally redid my backyard. Um, so laid the sod myself. Like I, I'm still like, I still have injuries from like lifting and hammering and drilling and all these things. So ah, it must be nice having a yard. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Who knew I had one until I did all this. It was basically a waste of space until I did all this. So um, you know, that, that time was great to kind of reconnect, uh, I think with, with our homes, cause we usually aren't home that much. So, um, so that's been good. Um, I think from a soccer perspective, we had these really amazing three weeks of every athlete being here and being able to train them, um, after they'd already spent almost a month here on their own. Um, and, and then we had those three weeks to train them. And then given all the circumstances, um, some of them went home, but because our senior class has, I think, nine-ish, nine in it, and most of them are local, um, we still have a good chunk of about 14 players that are here um, that we thankfully are still able to train um, and, and work with. And that's been a very big blessing because I think emotionally and mentally for us as a staff, for sure, and I think especially for the players, um, you know, it's it's been a good change of scenery for them, given everything that's been going on. And that uh, brings up my next question. You started officially training. I'm sure excitement was high. Then all of a sudden, the fall season gets postponed. What was it like going through that kind of roller coaster of events? Yeah, it, you know, I think for us as a program, we were very honest and very transparent from March saying, man, if we even have the opportunity to play um, a fall season, I think we'll consider ourselves pretty lucky. So um, we kind of started to plant that seed pretty early. So there wasn't um, this great anticipation that we were going to have a season. Um, of course, as a program and, and as the student athletes, they were still preparing for one um, with vigor and excitement and, and all those things. But, um, you know, I think disappointed of course of course um, but also you know as a program and as a team we were all in full support of not having a season and I think would have been more nervous and more apprehensive if there had been one um, so we were all on board with it so um, 
I think the disappointing piece is that you don't have your community. You don't have, you know, you're not around your group of friends every single day um, or as often as you typically are. So I think that part's been a little bit more disappointing versus actually not having a season. So your attention now shifts to the spring. Mm -hmm. We don't have a whole lot of specifics just yet of what the spring season might look like, but how does that change your approach both as a team and a staff? I think it's a little bit similar to how we were approaching the fall. Um, I think it might be a little bit more realistic that we might play in the spring. Um, but with the group of players that we have right now, we're essentially training as if this was our spring season where there's a lot of individual focus, a lot of technical work, um, a lot of things you don't get to work on during, during a season per se, because you're doing more team tactics and whatnot. So, um, you know, and only having a, a half of our team here, it's it's hard to do big tactical things. So right now um, we're approaching it just as if we'd approach our spring. And you know, by the end of the you know the end of November, you know, each of these players should have grown individually and hopefully collectively as well. But um, that's that's what our focus is, and you know, being hopeful again for a spring season, uh, but also realistic as well. And we go to Twitter for our next question, and it's along those same lines. It comes from French college soccer fan, a huge supporter of Portland soccer from across the, fan, uh, across the pond. Awesome. He, he wants to know, coach, the postponement of this season gives you a better opportunity to work with your players, but you do need to wait a long time before playing your first official game. How do you keep your players focused in this situation? Well, I think a little bit of that focus is helped because it had been so long since they actually trained with other people. They had been so individually focused, running on their own, you know, kicking against a wall, juggling, and, and that, you know, that's hard. Like, that's what some pros have to do, but they've got a pro mindset. So for these players to have done that and now they're coming in, their excitement to have a coaching staff, their excitement to quote unquote, be told what to do instead of having to think, oh gosh, what am I going to do today when I go out there at the park that's across from my house? Um, you know, I think their focus and their energy and their excitement right now is incredible. I think, and, and the weather helps, right? When it's sunny, it's always, it's always exciting to go out to training. And, and for us, you know, as the weather starts to change, as we get to a point where it's like, gosh, we would be, you know, two games into our WCC play right now. Um, we don't have that that date circled on the counter to be able to play a game. Um, so we're hoping in some respects we're going to, as Multnomah County phases change, there might be a possibility to get us a game somehow, whether that's uh, against a local boys club team, um, you know, whether it's, you know, a group of ex-college players that we can throw together, perhaps some alumni, um, something. You know, and you hear about it all the time in sports where where teams are just like, Oh, it's just nice to be battling against someone other than ourselves, you know. And I, I know that they'll be they'll be chomping at the bit to do that. So, um, yeah. In general, though, their focus has been great, um, despite not having a game coming up. Interesting times, to say the least. Yes. And let's talk about your team. You're going into your third year in charge of the program. What are some of the goals this season, whenever that may be? Right. Um, <laughs> you know, just from a win-loss perspective, be better than we were, you know, the first two years. Um, you know, I think both both seasons we were like, 
last year was really weird with our six, six and five record. It's really random to get that many ties. Um, but you know, we want, we want to be able to get more wins. We, we need to get more wins at home. Um, you know, I think that's always been something, um, that Portland, uh, has prided itself on is, is being undefeated at home. And we need to get, we need to get back to that. I think, um, we, I think the leadership that we have right now from our three captains and the rest of our senior class has been instrumental in how the team has moved forward throughout this entire process. So I think a big goal for us is to carry that momentum into whatever our next season is um, and grow from that leadership perspective, but from a camaraderie, from a team culture perspective, because where the players are at right now is in a really good place given the circumstances. Um, so there's that piece. And then from just, you know, other than wins and losses, um, you know, I think we need to continue to find ways to score more goals. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to have a couple players that are freshmen this year that I think are going to come in and make a huge splash for us in, in that regard. Um, and you have Taryn and Gabby, um, you know, as seniors and, you know, a handful of others um, that I think are really ready to kind of, turn turn the knob a little bit higher and be a little bit more productive than they have been. So, um, you know, as we know in the past, the past couple of years, Taryn's been our main goal scorer. So um, we've, we've got to get it from somewhere else to give us more opportunities to win. And as those players, and you mentioned a lot of seniors on the roster, they'll help you kind of overcome the loss of, what, did you graduate 12 seniors last year? Wild. Yes. I mean, a ton like we we were just talking about that another day and we're like it seems like five years ago that those players were here like it literally seems so long ago not because we didn't love them and we don't miss them but it just like time has just like I don't know what's happened with time and since March you know so it just seems like it's so long ago yeah. um yeah so that I mean it's a massive chunk of players to lose um a lot of them you know starters so um, but I, I feel good about where we're at with the young players we've brought in and the evolution of, you know, our very small sophomore and junior class. All right, back to the Twitter for our next question. Holly asks, besides technical ability, what is the most important thing you look for in a potential recruit? Uh, if there's, I would say two things. I would say the first one is off the field um, characteristics uh, for us. Um, when we're speaking with recruits on the phone, um, we, we have, with Logan and I, especially because Logan went here as well, we have a really keen idea of what kind of, I guess, student athlete, athlete player wants, wants to attend UP and, and who would fit in well here in our culture. And um, so I think, you know, it can be as simple as saying, be a good teammate. It can be simple as saying, listen, this kid's going to come and impact and enhance our program off the field. It's not going to be somebody that's going to come in that we're going to have to change our culture for. And we need to keep finding those players that are going to continue to represent UP soccer in, in a positive way. And then on the field, other than technically, um, you know, for me, because I'm a very uh, tactical minded coach. I think a lot of it is what is, how easily can you implement the things that we're trying to do as a team? How can, can you see these things we do in training and trans that translate that onto the field on game day and the ability to do that, your soccer IQ is something that we, we really look for. Let's talk about uh, one of your alums, your program, program obviously has produced an infinite, infinite amount of players that have been impactful both on the field and off the field. One of the alums, Tiffany Milbritt, one of the all-time greats in Oregon soccer history, 
being inducted in the Oregon Sports Hall of Fame here coming up, mm -hmm. what has she meant to your program and, and what's it like to see her get that kind of recognition? Right. Well, I think first off, the fact that, that Mac is, is giving the you know, award to her, however that's happening virtually or whatever, I think is, is awesome and incredible. Um, you know, for me, I remember coming on my recruiting trip um, and Tiff was a, a graduating senior. She was, she was just finishing up her last year. And um, I didn't know, I mean, I knew Tiff. I didn't know a ton about her though. But, um, you know, then you just start to hear the stories about her and you start to hear like, she was, you know, one of the first players to take a chance on UP. And, you know, I think you, you can talk about Cindy Griffith and a couple of players that came before her, but Tiff was really the big name um, that said, I really believe in what the program's doing. I believe in the direction, you know, obviously Clyde was a huge, you know, piece of that for her. Um, but her impact on the, on the program, I mean, from being, we always use it as an example. We just need one kid like Tiff to take a chance on us. And, you know, that's, that's kind of what it, it, one takes a chance and then Mac takes a chance at, at UP and then, you know, and then Jesse and then Wynn and you can go on and on. And, you know, she started that, that she, I mean, essentially her as a player coming here started to evolve and get to the program um, where it's been over the last, you know, couple decades. So um, massive impact from a soccer perspective. And then um, as many UP players have done, if you look at the number of players that have left the Portland program and have become coaches, um, you know, Tiff was, was one of those that did that. And um, I think that's a reflection of who we are here at UP, what the program's all about, um, and how influential we realize a coach can be in another player's life. So um, she's gone on to coach, to be a director of coaching, to be a director of a club. So, um, you know, from that perspective, she's out there representing UP as well. So it's, it's awesome. One of the all-time greats. And finally, Frenchie, it's a question on everybody's minds. What are you watching these days? Oh, God. That was a question. That was literally a question, like, at the beginning of COVID. And then it's like, what are you, what are you watching on Netflix? And now it's like, oh, my God, I'm not even watching it anymore. But I will say this. Ted Lasso. Have you watched mm. it? Is it? I haven't seen it yet. It's good? You got to watch it. Okay. And, um, my Tan Logan first told me about it, but it's it's hilarious because it's about, um, I don't want to give the whole plot away. And maybe some of the, maybe people that are listening might know it, but or watching. Um, he is, he was this uh, football coach at like, let's say a division one school, um, like American football. And he, uh, he took a terrible program and took it and they won a national championship. Jump over to the pond, as they say. And um, there's this EPL team um, that is not very good stuff going on with the owner and the owner's wife and all this stuff. Long story short, they end up bringing this guy over and hiring him to run the, to manage the football team, or the soccer team over there. And so um, it's just kind of that story. So it's, it's actually hilarious. It's really funny. I need to give that one a watch. You gotta watch it. It's like, it's been five episodes, I think, and they're like 40 minutes. So it's, yeah. I mean, it's definitely binge worthy on, you know, a weekend. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Michelle French, head coach of the University of Portland women's soccer team. Thank you so much for joining us. Awesome. Thank you.